What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Same podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, sitting across the way, I have Mr. Douglas Hyatt. Hyatt. <laughs> Hyatt. <laughs> people, Hyatt. Hey, people, yeah, people say that all the time. Then they ask me if it starts Hyatt. with, yeah, it has a Y. And I said, if it has Y, I'd be rich. And that's why I'm here. So it's, Fantastic. it's spelled with an I. Yes, sir. Hyatt. Uh, well, Douglas Hyatt, welcome to the show. Uh, Douglas is with Hyatt Construction. Yes, sir. Which is a uh, construction company that recently got everything moving. Yep. And I'm super interested about hearing the story of how everything started. So welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, it's a pleasure to be here and an honor. Thank you for having me on. Um, so yeah, I'm Douglas Hyatt. Um, I'm the owner and operator of Hyatt's Construction. Uh, right now we're a small team. Um, we had our first legal year in business last year. Um, we surpassed our revenue goal that we wanted to do. And so we're going to double that this year, um, hopefully. And, uh, you know, time will tell. But, yeah, we're a smaller company based out of Statesboro, Georgia. And uh, we go all the way from Savannah to Augusta. So. Yeah. So construction is actually something that's really interesting, right? Uh, I think a lot of uh, people have interest in it. Um, building, you mm-hmm. know, uh, what has been your experience? Why, why did you choose construction? Because I grew up in it, um, okay. I didn't <clears throat> I didn't have a father figure when I was a kid, um, or my father wasn't in the picture. So, I wanted to do a lot of manly stuff that usually would be like led by a man, you know, a father figure. Um, but I did have my uncle there most of the time. So my uncle was in the construction industry since he was thirty, um, and uh, you know he's sixty nine now. And so you know he's been doing it for years, and he taught me a lot that I know. Um, so I kind of grew up in it. Um, I mean, summers I'd work in his business. I'd work for the businesses that he would work for. I mean, we would do all kinds of projects. And so that it, it, I just fell fell in love with it, and I have a passion for it. So that's awesome. Um, when did you first go onto a job site? Probably when I was about eight or nine years old. Wow, what yeah. were you doing there? Uh, really, just clean up. Uh, you know, wearing a hard hat and a safety vest, a PPE, um, which is you know high visibility. Um, shirts or hats or whatever you wear so that you know people on equipment and stuff like that can see you yeah um so you know and i felt like such a big shot you know and i probably didn't belong on the job site i was on it was probably 70 people on the job site at that time um everybody running running around but uh yeah that's that's probably my first experience that's awesome when you were uh younger uh so i i guess you were part of the cleanup crew yeah um, do you remember any other experiences that kind of like had a lasting impact on you? Um, not a lasting impact then, but once I was becoming, you know, like an adult, you know, in my teens and I'd go to job sites, people would tell me I didn't know anything. And so that gave me the fire in me to keep going. Like that was the lasting impact that I had because you know, you're never going to know everything. Sure. And I have a goal to know as much as I can. You know, as long as you have a mindset that you're going to learn every day, um, you know, you're going to go far and you're going to learn more. And once you focus on learning, 
then you can, you know, start to experience different things that you thought you would never, you know, ever do. So, um, you know, when people, older folks on the job site would say, I don't know anything, it just put a fire in me that, you know, I need to know that. So is it, is that, was that typical? Is that, it typical? was typical. I mean, construction industry is very, uh, very black and white. Um, you know, obviously it's a blue collar industry yep. and there's a lot of, uh, you know, they, they push you harder, I think, um, than most industries. Um, and so it's kind of, kind of one of those industries, you just have to put your head down and you have to do the work, but you also have to understand and know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Uh, in terms of construction, uh, what are, I, I think there's multiple different areas, right? There's yes. kind of like residential, there's custom homes, there's spec houses, Correct. there's all commercial, these commercial, yes, like there's all these different types of, of um, construction projects. Right. What is it that you guys specialize in? Uh, residential. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, hopefully, Hopefully next year um, we can start getting into the light commercial or commercial aspect, um, but obviously we need to be a little bit bigger team. But I mean, residential is where I want to focus right now. Um, renovations uh, and remodels, um, you know, even doing flips for investors. So, um, which is a side note, is one of the biggest things we're going to do this year starting next month. So Love that. looking forward to that. Um, and obviously, you know, just providing a safe and nice place for a family. You know, not everybody can afford, you know, nice housing or what have you. And we're definitely not that company that puts paint on a pig and turns it over. Um, you know, if I would rename the company, it'd be like purpose construction because we have purpose and we have morals and we put that behind every single project we do. You know, oftentimes um, I've worked with construction before. Right. Uh, it's almost a very, uh, what's a good way to put it? A dark art, if you will. It is. Um, just because, you know, there's all, it's oftentimes very difficult to pinpoint like how everything is done. Exactly. And so one of the things that is standing out to me right now as you're saying that is like, okay, well, we all want to try to be the liaison and be able to explain everything that it is that exactly. we're doing. Why do you think that the construction industry is like that? Well, some sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, there's so many people or companies out there that say, hey, you know, this is what it is. This is the product. That's it. Mm -hmm. We bring explanation of everything step by step the best we can. Sure. You know, obviously, if we're doing a renovation or a remodel and, you know, tearing down walls, doing this, doing that, once you open up something, you really don't know until it's behind there. You're making a assumption that everything's going to go correctly. Obviously in construction that never happens, right? You know, you run into issues here and there, but you know, it's like just just having morals and having a purpose of providing job. It's not getting the paycheck for us. Yeah. Um it's providing the product for the client. Yeah. So, you know, and obviously that comes with the paycheck, but it's about the purpose and the upfront, you know, and being honest with them, you know. Yeah. Um construction industry is some people think that it's easy um, or that everything's going to go right. And so you give this perception to people that, you know, they perceive it as everything's going to go right. You know, it's not going to cost me any more money, this and that. So that's why I'm so honest because the construction industry is, you know, we want everything to go perfect. But then when things go downhill, you know, you have to have, you know, a solution mm -hmm. and not many have a solution. 
So, you know, it's about backing yourself, backing your word and backing your work. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, when you, when you take that to clients and you bring that energy, do you feel like that's, um, do people enjoy that? They do. Um, and you know, there's many clients that have had, uh, worked with other companies before and I don't pride myself on, um, being the best or, or anything like that. We obviously strive and we want to be the best, but when we explain these stuff to clients and like step by step and correct materials to use or, or different ways to lay towel or install flooring or painting, what have you, they look at me like a deer in the headlights because no other contractor or no other, um, you know, people that they've used have explained these things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's another thing is, you know, they get to learn with what you already know. Sure. But then I get to learn what I'm doing right. Sure. Because, you know, if you don't have a client that, you know, or a client that knows everything, you know, you, you get to step in and learn. But then you also get to teach them, too, with, right. if they don't know. And that's so right. that's very important. That's right. Uh, there was a question in here uh, that I was curious about is you mentioned that no one's ever explained to them before. Right. Um. Where did you learn to provide this level of service? So it probably goes back to the time that I had, you know, I worked in the restaurant industry. Let's um, go, restaurant hospitality, that's baby. Right. So, um, you know, you you have to have like customer service and every business has that. Yeah. And if they don't, they need it. Uh -huh. And so even if you, you're wrong when you give a plate to somebody or a pizza that, you know, might be missing a topping or, you know, you, you deliver pizzas or you deliver food and you're 15 minutes late, you don't have to have an excuse. Just explain to them and be over, like, be nice to them, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, respect the fact that they wanted their food 30 minutes earlier, what have you. So you have to be accepting. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're, working or you're doing projects or, or, you know, you're serving pizza, or what have you, you always have to have a smile on your face. You always have to, you know, be honest. And so honest goes a long way. Yeah. And, you know, some people might take that a different way, but, you know, honesty is key. So, um, what type of restaurant did you work at? I worked at, it was a bar restaurant. Um, it was called the other place at the lighthouse okay. in Winthrop Harbor, Illinois, where I'm from. Okay. Um, and it was probably the biggest restaurant in that town until it closed a couple of years ago. Um, cause she wanted to move out of state. Uh -huh. So it was big. I mean, we How probably, I'd probably say 4,500 to 5,000 square feet, wow. but like we probably had over a hundred plus deliveries every night. Um, we probably had 30 or 40 people in the bar every night, um, excluding weekends. Those, it was crazy on the weekends. Um, but I mean, I opened up, you know, I prepped dough, prepped veggies, prepped pizza. I mean- It was I a think, pizza spot? It was a pizza spot. I mean, we cooked all kinds of food. I yeah. mean, steaks, burgers, everything, fish fry Friday. Um, you know, and so it was, it was a very good place to learn customer service. Um, you know, even I started as a dish boy within two years, I was, you know, delivering, I was running the registers. I was, you know, everything, taking in orders. Um, 
So, you know, and even stepping in at the bar, you know, restocking stuff like that. And like when you do any of that in the restaurant industry, there's always customers around. So you need to interact with them. You need to put a smile on their face, make sure that they're happy with everything. Mm. Um, the biggest thing, which is the smallest thing in the restaurant industry that I learned, always give napkins. Mm. You don't know how many times I've went to a restaurant and they don't give you napkins. They mm. only give you silverware. Okay. So just giving, hey, you know, noticing that they needed a napkin bringing that to them without them even asking, mm -hmm. always put a smile on their face. That's huge, yeah. that's huge. Uh, I actually instruct my teams, right? Cause I have two restaurants right. and I, I tell them about, you know, the level of service that I expect. And there's one thing that I always push. It's like, I want you to be able to get something or whatever the customer needs to them before they even know that they need it, right? Right, which goes back to the napkin, napkin example. Definitely. It's like being able to almost uh, guess or anticipate is anticipate. a better word. Yes, sir. Uh, and, I, and I feel like that has potentially even carried over into your uh, entrepreneurship in construction as well, yeah. because at any given point, you are anticipating the needs of the customer. Correct. And yeah, so like whenever I send quotes out uh, for the construction business, you know, they're like, hey, maybe we'll talk about this. So I always keep in my notes and in my systems that they, they gave me the option of kind of quoting them for the said project that they wanted in the future. So, you know, once a month, you know, every couple months, I'll send another email. Hey, just thinking about, you know, our talk, you know, we had a couple months ago, you said you wanted to get some painting done, what have you, you know. And, you know, some people, things are tight, but they still want to get stuff done or they want to do it in the springtime or summertime or what have you. So I always try to keep those ideas down because, like, whatever they tell you, you need to be like a sponge. Yeah. And you need to take it all in. And, you know, you also want to keep them as a client. And so, you know, interacting with them and remembering what they say as far as a future project, you know, you always have to keep that in mind. Yeah. So. Would you say that uh, your experience in the restaurant industry had any impact on you as a business owner? Yes. Um, and that's because I was head of the downstairs kitchen. I, when I first started, there was a lot of older older guys, um, you know, five to 10 years older than, than what I was at the time. And I learned a lot from them. But when they stepped out or when they left, I was like the second up, like I was, I was there. So I had to run like just a pizza, which was in the downstairs in the basement where all the ovens were. I had to run that and run every everybody and get the deliveries out on time and run the ovens and make sure everything was stocked up. I mean, you you were running circles all night. Um, but I interacted with the owner a lot. Mm. And I feel like her telling me, you know, good job. Thank you for this. Thanks for, you know, thinking of that. Um, hey, I noticed you did this without me asking, you know, stuff like that. So like when you interact with the owner a lot, which, you know, some owners are not you know, they're kind of out of town or they, you know, they want to travel. They want everything to run seamlessly, you know, in the background. Sure. Um, but she wasn't like that. And so then when I had to step into the delivery route and I had to train people and I had to, you know, you know, evens are on one side of the street, odds are on the other. Like it was stuff like that. So, you know, if you did have a one way street, you know, which way to go, go, you know, which side of the street it was on, you know, just training people like that, just to remember numbers for addresses. Like, 
it's harder than you think. Yeah. And so then I had to step into, you know, being a busboy and a dishwasher again to train people. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like I was a big shot at this restaurant, but she always looked at me like a helper. She mm -hmm. always looked at me like a leader, yeah. I felt like. And so it kind of led me to help, you know, others in the construction industry and like help my team and, you know, all the other contractors that we deal with and we work with. The leadership thing is is one that I hold hold um, to my heart the most because you can't you can't be a le leader if you're a dictator. Mm. And you know, there's a lot of people who have like a di dictator mindset in the restaurant industry, and ours was by far not like that. Mm -hmm. And so we had a lot of leadership, a lot of roles that we had to fill, and we filled them. Yeah. And it was all with leaders, and so. That's what kind of led me to be a leader and, and open my own construction business. So even in the construction business, how do you exemplify that? Don't let your employees pay for their mistakes. Mm. Let them understand that whatever mistake that they, they made, you know, financially, whatever, you know, messed up materials, cut materials wrong, you know, demoed the wrong wall, we'll get it taken care of. But like in my company, you only get one strike. Mm -hmm. You only get one strike because we respect that, you know, if you're going to continually make mistakes like that, um, obviously it comes, you know, it, you're going to go bankrupt or, you know, sure. you, you, you can lose a job. And it just lead, you know, it, me leading them is going to allow them to make mistakes or almost make a mistake and then stop them. And so it's you have to allow people to learn. Because if they don't make a mistake, a lot of times you don't learn. And so, like, that's things that during life, like, you have to experience it. Sure. And, you know, my aspect is, you know, always learn from others' mistakes. But then there's going to be other mistakes that you're not going to learn from other people that you're going to learn yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, in the construction industry, you know, things are expensive. But just don't make them pay for it because you know, then they're going to be scared. Then they're going to be slower, slower, you know, then, you know, they're, they, they're not going to think like they will, you know, if you don't make them pay for it. I actually track with you on that. Um, I have something that I often say, which is like, I, I understand mistakes will happen, but don't let the same mistake happen twice. Exactly. Right. So, you know, there's that kind of like that balance in there. Um, Let's kind of shift, you know, maybe some value for our, our listeners out there. Okay. Um, maybe they have a construction project at the ho at the house that they want to do. Yeah. What are some things that you would ask them to look out for when they are seeking a uh, professional company to come help them get their job done? Um, I would definitely say referrals. Um, referrals are big and it's it's an honest question to ask any contractor um, there's so many contractors or companies out there that you know people know of but then when you ask for a good one there's only a couple that they can name sure and so you always want to ask your friends you always want to ask your family you know and then when you're driving through um, through town or you know you're going places and if you see a construction company that's in your area that you may want to consider, you know, peek your head in there, you know, see, see what work they do, you mm -hmm. know, firsthand, um, you know, call referrals. And so, you know, I think that that's the biggest thing um, because, you know, a lot of construction companies do things different. Sure. 
But if they have so many good referrals, that's not just family. I mean, it's it's probably the best thing that you could do is ask for referrals. Yeah. What about, uh, so the way that, from my understanding, that construction work is that there's the the contractor, right? And then below them, there's like the sub subs, right? Right. Um, why is there this kind of like distance between these two? Like, how come that's the case? So, you know, a lot of people, my subs don't look at me like the way that I'm about to explain, but a lot of contractors hold themselves high, mm-hmm. that they're better, and they always look, a lot of times they look down, but if you're up here and you look down, yeah, that's everybody below you. That's what actually makes it happen. A famous thing, not famous, but the, the wording I always say is, you're always good as your team. You're always good as your subcontractors. If your subcontractors are not good, yeah. you're not good either. Sure. But if you appreciate your contractors, you know, even just like just little things that I do is I I don't try to negotiate or beat my subcontractors down on their price a lot. I, do, I don't like doing that because everybody has to make money. Everybody has to feed their family. You know, I want a nice life for everybody. And some contractors, they just they they always look at the contractor or the person who's giving them the job that they're all mighty. Like, so there's a little bit of a difference, you know, and then plus they're the ones doing the work, which like my company, we do probably 50 or 60% of the work. And then the others, I do have subcontractors. For. Oh, so you have so, everybody internal. And I use the same sub- subcontractors, you know, okay. the same, the painters, drywallers, you know, et cetera. So like, and we all respect each other. Yeah. If there's an issue, we get it done and over with, and we move on. Mm-hmm. We don't hold, you know, we hold each other accountable, which is the biggest thing. Um, but, you know, I deal with these guys all the time. Mm-hmm. I buy them lunch when I can. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just the biggest thing, you know. Uh, I'm going to work through lunch just so I can get this done. Yeah. Well, I, I want you to stop and eat lunch. You yeah. Know? It's just little little stuff like that, you know. And so, you know, if you care and you show your subcontractors that you care, you'll get so much more value out of it. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Um what do you think the future of Statesboro looks like? Probably in the next, I would say, f- six to eight years is probably not going to be recognized. Mm. I think it's going to blow up and it's going to be like a massive city. Um, when we say massive, we talking about what? Like expanding. I feel like, you know, there's probably going to be, you know, 15 to <laughs> 20,000 more people here in the next couple of years. Um, I feel like, you know, students are going to want to stay in town um, because there's so many restaurants, there's so many industries moving into Statesboro or near Statesboro that, you know, there, there's so many college jobs, you know, that are affordable and, you know, that, you know, will allow them to stay here. And I, you know, Statesboro with Tormenta coming in, you know, and, you know, just these couple of the restaurants that are coming in, um, you know, now Publix, I mean, public, I haven't been to Publix and it not be packed. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just, I, Statesboro's booming and uh, and I can't wait to see the growth. What, what do you plan on doing to, because in order to have that growth, you have to have the infrastructure. Correct. Uh, what, how is your company going to position themselves to take advantage of the growth that's coming? 
So I've reached out to a lot of um, builders and a lot of contractors in our area um, from one one end to the other, um, you know, saying, hey, this is what we do, you know, if we can offer anything. And I know, you know, construction companies might have, are like mine, you know, very tight with subcontractors, what have you. But the way I look at it, too, is we are willing to double the size of our company, which, I mean, we're real small right now. But we're willing to double it this year, which is will be our second year of business. We want to double that, but we need the work to double. Well, other contractors, you know, they might have quotes and work coming in and, hey, you know, we're swamped. We're six months out. Well, why don't you go another six months out and we'll help you get there. Mm. We'll help you grow if yeah. you help us grow. Sure. And so, you know, it's kind of like, you know, shaking hands on a deal like, you know, you do your end, I'll do my end. And like, I want everybody to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to be the biggest company, but I want to be the company that everybody knows, you know, and honors and has respect for. Yeah. So, you know, just being 25 years old, um, you know, I opened it last year when I was 24 and just, you know, we had like a $250,000 revenue goal. Mm -hmm. Well, we did 350. Mm -hmm. So now this year we're going to shoot for 750. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not about the money. It's about building the relationships with the clients and just, you know, and, and trying to do that within Statesboro, I think is going to be very good for us as a company um, because we love Statesboro. Yeah. We're, we're based out of Statesboro. We're here. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, take it by the horns and we'll ride through it. So that's awesome. Um, what advice would you have for somebody that's interested in, the construction industry how do you how, how does one get started so i'm not against going to school for construction however construction industry is very experience based so if you can get your hand in a part-time job even if it's cleaning up there's so much that i learned um being young that just cleaning up a job site, mm -hmm. you can have respect for the job site. You can kind of put pieces together. So like, oh, I don't want to clean up a site. Well, if you want to be in the construction industry, you're going to pick up and you're going to clean up one way or another. And so, you know, that'd be a good place to step in. Or um, you can even contact us and we can put you on a job. Um, you know, we can teach you. Um, and that's one of the things I want to do, you know, as we grow is, is have like internships yeah. and, and, you know, teach people because, you know, construction industry is very hard. It's very blue collar. And like I said, it was, it's very black and white. So like, you know, you need to be good at it, but you just have to understand and, and respect what you're doing. Um, so you either can go to school, project managing or construction management, mm -hmm. or just reach out to a company. And, you know, say, hey, if there's any way that, you know, I can learn a little bit and see if I want to go into this industry, that's what I would do. Love that. How do people get in contact with you? Um, you can contact us on our Facebook business page, um, our Instagram business page. And uh, it's all Hyatt's Construction, Hyatt's with an S, Construction. Um, you can contact us by phone or email, which is on both of those. Um, and, yeah, we're uh, we're we love Stagesboro and we want to help all the clients that, um, you know, live in Stagesboro. So. Awesome. Well, I thank you for your time. Thanks for uh, sharing a little bit about your story. I think it's a phenomenal thing that you're starting out at such an early age uh, and really excited about kind of your future. You know, I think that 
the approach that you're taking uh, because of influences from potentially the restaurant industry yep. has definitely had uh, a way of shaping uh, the direction. And I think that customer service is something that everybody needs. So uh, super excited about the future for you, man. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks Thank for you. coming to the show. Thank you.